You're listening to another edition of Absolutely Nothing Going On. It's your host here, Rich, a.k.a. Borlord. If you enjoy the show today, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, or review. You can catch me outside on Instagram at Richardometry, on Twitter at Richardography, and steady every day at angopodcast at gmail.com. Music for this segment produced by Taketones.com. Thanks for listening. Are you ready for what comes next? Let's start the show. Hey, 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 how you doing out there? This is Rich, a.k.a. Borlord, your favorite host. And I am uh, just popping in for a second. It has been months, months and months and months and months. Thank you so much for having listened uh, to the podcast. We've got a bunch of episodes. We've got, you know, lots and lots of listens um, from, I've seen the demographics there from across the planet. So that is awesome. Uh, Thank you guys so much for just listen to me bullshit all the time. Just want to drop in and give you a, a quick update on what's going on. It's been several months. Um, I, uh, the reason I haven't done a podcast is because uh, before I had absolutely nothing going on. Uh, this was kind of an outlet, but <clears throat> essentially now I work two jobs. Like I started working a job at a chicken restaurant, one of my favorite in Texas, Chicken Express. If you're ever uh, anywhere in Texas with a Chicken Express, please do yourself a favor and try it out. And I'm not just saying that because I work there. I am saying that because it is solid chicken, okay, and catfish, surprisingly. Um, so, yeah, give do yourself a favor. Go to that. Um, but I started working there full time, and then uh, and then later on, a company who I had worked for before, um, a uh, production rental company, um, the guy who had stepped in for me when I left a few years ago, uh, was now leaving himself. So I happened to be around. They were like, hey please come do this job. They threw money at me. So it was a natural. So here I am, uh, months and months and months later. And, um, and yeah, so I'm trying to get some starting on start. I'm trying to get started in on content again. Okay. And I don't know if that's going to translate to more, absolutely nothing going on. I'm possibly going to be pivoting, uh, starting a vlog on uh, my YouTube channel, which has zero video. I, I got one video up there from a <laughs> tour that uh, my old band did a long time ago and a funny reading the, that this guy from one of the other bands, bass player, um, was doing <clears throat> in the backseat. He was reading Moby Dick in a much comical and very rude way. Um, but that's the only video that I have up there. I don't know exactly what the deal is, why that got to YouTube, but there it is. Um, but yeah, so on the Borlord YouTube channel, um, I don't know exactly what it would be, like how you would search for that. I guess you could just search for like Borlord or whatever, but, um, there's nothing up there yet. I'm just starting to try and make a few, uh, videos to start out with. So, uh, yeah, you can check that out if you want. If it's, you know, if this episode, not episode, but this little blurb, um, if you look at the date on that and it's been months and months, hopefully there will be more than one video up there. So, uh, just, you know, check out on that. And then, um, of course, Richardography on, uh, Twitter, goodness gracious, it's been all this time and I've been listening to old episodes and I said, I can do that. I can do that. And here I am again, uh, at Richardography on the Twitter at Richardometry on Instagram, um, A-N-G-O podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can comment on uh, Anchor, anywhere you get podcasts. Please comment, subscribe, review, blah, 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 blah. Um, not that 
like I said, I'm banking on this in the long run because um, I got to pivot. I got to I got to get some more stuff out there, not so much just uh, sitting around stuff. This has been really fun, and I'm so glad that you uh, all have been interested in it. But um, but uh, you know, and look forward to hopefully some better content because I'm going to try and get this off the ground. I've been watching so many people do so many things. I'm like, I could do that. I could totally do that. Um, uh, you know, limited video and audio equipment, notwithstanding, um, I don't have thousands of dollars and a team of people and editors and all this other stuff and writers. So this is just me. This is just off the cuff, but, uh, that's kind of how I would like my vlog to be a little bit, but maybe with a little more structure, um, hopefully some more solid topics for you. Uh, in any case, so yeah, doing kind of well, uh, decided to, that I was going back to work and I didn't want my money to just fly away from me. I was tired of being completely broke. So, uh, started basically about the same time I started working back in uh, February, um, you know, between February and March got, uh, into this, uh, system of repayment of old debts which is going fantastically. I got rid of uh, the 2016 Kia Sorento Studios. That was costing me a honking uh, almost $600 a month. Um, And that was just the payment. That's not including fuel, uh, insurance, repairs, you know, all that sort of stuff, uh, you know, maintenance, all that sort of thing. So um, that's a big chunk. And when you see, you know, that's like getting a $600 a month raise. Okay. And that's not even including the hundred dollars extra. My, my insurance went down by a hundred dollars. So there you go. Uh, if you think about leasing a vehicle, please don't, it is the, I, you know, I've thought of before and I thought I did was doing the math right to show that, um, you know, it's only a couple of percentage points on the financing, but in reality, they do that to confuse the ever loving bullshit out of you so that you think that you're getting some sort of cool low percentage rate. But in reality, it turns out to be about 14, 15% um, when you look at it. So please, 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 if you're considering getting a vehicle, right, and you want to drive a brand new vehicle, fine. You know, you probably lose less money if you just bought it and, and lost the value that you lose you know, driving it off the lot. Um, in this case, I didn't have to lose that value, but I lost it on the, um, I didn't have to worry about losing that value because that's built into the lease. However, at the same time, you know, in four years you drive a lot. Okay. Especially if it's your main vehicle and, um, the, the mileage limitations usually are pretty severe. So, uh, yeah, so I ended up paying a lot, uh, of overages and mileage. Um, Plus a few minor damages, you know, the car I had to have repaired a couple of times. People ran into me and stuff like that. It's just a nightmare. And I didn't even own the car. I'm paying, you know, two, $3,000 um, on top of my, you know, what the insurance is paying to repair the car. And uh, I don't even get to keep it. It's not even mine. So, yeah, if you're thinking about getting a car, please go any other direction. Ultimately, you would want to just buy a car with cash. Um <clears throat> If you know, if you can afford it, obviously, if you can't afford enough money to buy a brand new car, maybe don't buy a brand new car, you know, like cars are, cars are bullshit, man, they go down in value so bad. Anyway, I'm getting on a rant about cars. Um, Not my intention at the moment. But, uh, but yeah, so got some some uh, fantastic debts and and medical bills and stuff paid uh, way, way, way down and on the way to um, 
you know, it's going to be a little while yet, you know, when you got a good mountain of debt, it takes a, a little while to get out, but, uh, there's hope there. And I believe, you know, looking at this system, uh, listening to the podcast that I've been listening to, uh, if you want to check it out, it's Dave Ramsey show. If you can get over, um, you know, if you're not into the religious thing, he's got a little bit of a religious like undertone going on. Um, but it, regardless of that, uh, if you can separate that <clears throat> from the actual financial information, the financial information is very solid. So, and it's working, it is working so much, uh, in less than a year, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, having paid off, um, almost $30,000. I mean, that's fairly substantial. Um, probably couldn't do that without my wife working and making the money that she makes, which is modest as well. Um, I'm of course completely unskilled, so I make the least amount of money possible. I won't say that I've, I've got skills. I've been, I've worked myself up the ladder a little bit, but, uh, I don't got the, the letters. Okay. The letters after the name, that's, um, that's when you get into, uh, a little bit better potential, but, uh, I digress any case. So, uh, so yeah, the debt, uh, journey getting out of debt, that's working really well. Uh, so recommend that if you want to check that out. Um, <clears throat> what else has been going on? Yeah. Just working the chicken place. Uh, it's interesting if you've never worked in food service, I had worked, um, I don't think I ever actually worked totally in food service. I'd done a few things, you know, kind of on the skirt of food service, but never done it myself and, uh, thought that it would be terrible, which it kind of is like in some aspects, uh, you know, um, doing something that's not your dream and your passion, obviously is going to be a bit of a slog to just to get money, but, um, but it's not that bad. It's fun. It's interesting. And if you have an analytical brain, like I have, um, you sit there and watch the patterns, you know, cause you got a certain menu, you got so many items and you just watch what people order, how they order it. Um, and it's just interesting to see people come through all day. Um, in any case, uh, shout out to all you guys working in the kitchen, man. It's, uh, it is a, whew, it is an experience for sure. And not paid as much. I feel like as as hard a work it is. And, and I'm paid better than most fast food. So, um, you know, it's better, it beats the fast food, uh, deal, but still like for as much money as it is, it's a lot of effort. So hats off to you guys. <clears throat> uh, what else? What else? Um, I don't know. There's just been a lot going on this, this past year, um, you know, struggling, but, uh, ultimately, winning, you know, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, I hope you guys are doing good. I hope that, uh, this finds you well. Um, but yeah, look out there for, uh, for me on the YouTubes and, uh, of course, you know, uh, probably have some links to that sort of stuff on my Twitter and Instagram. Um, bit of topical news, something I'm very excited about that, uh, you know, in addition to listening to a lot of, uh, you know, leadership stuff and just really trying to step up my game as a human being in general. Um, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's all very interesting stuff. And I recommend also there's, uh, in that same network as the Ramsey show, there's also entree leadership and, you know, whether you run your own business or you're just an employee, it doesn't really matter. Um, 
you know, just a human, if you're a human being, you can benefit from the information in that. Again, there's some speakers, some, uh, top folks that they interview have, uh, <clears throat> have, uh, a little bit of religious undertones or, or connotations or, or bits to their thing, but, uh, overall solid information, um, regardless of that. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Um, but the thing that has gotten me fairly excited here recently that I wanted to just start talking about, because since it happened, I've seen a lot of stuff on YouTube. I've been reading a lot of articles and I feel like a lot of people, even the people in support of this are missing some, excuse me, some of the finer points of, uh, what this is. So we're going to, I'm just going to jump in and say it last Thursdays, and I don't know when you're going to hear this, but it was just last Thursday for me, just under a week, the uh, Tesla unveil of a long-awaited pickup truck, okay, the cyber truck. <laughs> um, you know, everyone's saying it's polarizing, so on and so forth, and, and I don't think it's as polarizing as people think. It's just such a shocking design that, uh, you know, it's going to take a while for people to really understand, uh, what this thing is. So, um, so right off the bat, I believe that, uh, you know, I'm sold on it. I'm going to tell you that up front. So I'm going to tell you, you know, I've got a little bit of a bias. If you hate it, I don't really care. You know, I'm not going to be like, you're stupid for thinking, you know, you, you like what you like, uh, you love who you love, you know, that type of thing. Um, but this is a this is a DeLorean Humvee El Camino. Okay, let's break it down. The DeLorean, not a very successful uh, large scale vehicle, but definitely iconic. Definitely a pioneer in the world of how you can make cars and what cars can look like. Ultimately underpowered and uh, very short lived and crashed. Uh, it's a pretty sad story. You can look it up on the internet, but. Um, <clears throat> But regardless, this stainless steel vehicle is just branded in in American culture. So, I mean, you can still buy brand new DeLoreans. I think I've talked about that before um, from a place down here in Houston, Texas. Uh, actually, they have uh, DeLorean Motor Works or Motor Company or something like that. Uh, it's a uh, it's a couple of guys that were doing repairs to a lot uh, repairs and and uh, and uh, you know total refresh to uh, DeLoreans. Uh, you know, collectors that had DeLoreans and whatever. There's not too many of them out there. But um, they got into a cache of parts that were sold off and just stored for a very long time when DeLorean closed its doors uh, many, many years ago. And uh, they decided, hey, we've got enough parts here um, that we could just start building these from scratch. So that's what they did. And now you can buy brand new model. <laughs> I mean, they have all the beautiful technology and uh, lights and plastic of the 80s. However, they are um, essentially sold as a brand new model. So you can, you know, if you want to look those up, I think they're like 200 grand and you got to wait like a year for them. But, um, <laughs> but if you want a DeLorean uh, that looks like it just rolled off the factory floor because it did, uh, you can check that out. But in any case, so uh, next would be the Humvee or the Hummer, if you will. Another failed auto brand after they kind of tried to reach, I think, too far and just yet a bad time <laughs> again. Um, uh, but the, you know, the vehicle is developed for the military in a lot of cases is still in use um, in, around the world. Um, 
then of course there was the you know the cultural icon the 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 celebrities and and uh you know very wealthy people who would buy these just to drive around um because they were just an ex- a, a statement of extravagance okay they were just large they were inefficient but they were just massive and they were just um uh, very iconic, very recognizable. There's no mistaking when you see a Hummer on the road. There's no mistaking it. Um, they're just so wide and so imposing. Um, you know, environmentalists hated them uh, and that sort of thing. So they shouldn't have any problem with the Cybertruck because uh, it's all electric. So, you know, step in the right direction here. But then finally, the El Camino. Okay, starting with the, I think it was the the first one out the gate was the Ford Ranchero. Back in the 1950s, uh, second half of the 50s, if I remember right, um, people the same deal. People were like, Ugh, a car with a truck bed? This will never catch on. And sales were low. Um, the El Camino, Chevy decided to throw their hat in the ring in that segment. And the El Camino, uh, you know, the Ranchero kind of died out. But the El Camino, they persisted. And um, throughout the 70s and 80s, um, kind of became a, a normal model and very iconic, very recognizable as well. When you see an El Camino drive down the street, all three of these vehicles that I'm referencing, uh, the DeLorean, the Hummer, and the El Camino, when you see one of these vehicles roll down the street, there's no mistaking what vehicle those are. <laughs> like You can't be like, what was that? I've never seen one of those before because they are iconic, okay? Um, so... You've got all three of those vehicles kind of wrapped up in one, and then, uh, um, and then you know, on the, at the unveil, there was you know, people focused on on things like the glass cracked, this armor, you know, transparent aluminum, which was a gag in a Star Trek movie thirty years ago, uh, but then the military decided to develop and now is like actual real thing. Um, it's the future of auto glasses. We know it, and this is probably going to be one of the first vehicles that features full armor glass. Um, you know, transparent aluminum glass on the entire vehicle, which is ridiculous um, in and of itself. Um, so, yeah, but either way, the glass cracked in their demonstration. They're throwing a heavy steel ball. Um, I challenge you to throw a heavy steel ball or even like a baseball, you know, at your car window and see what happens um, versus what happened to that during the demo. So, but even Elon said it, room for improvement, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of videos, like I said, people are missing like the design cues, the, what, how unique this thing is. Uh, it doesn't look like anything else, obviously. Um, then, um, you know, your thing, uh, things that they kind of glossed over and didn't really say anything about during the unveil were like the bed tie downs. If you look in there, um, they've got like a, um, a rail system that you would see in like aerospace type of applications where you can put your tie downs pretty much anywhere on those rails. Um, and they're all over the bed. So, I mean, literally you have unlimited points for tie downs. Um, then uh, the lights, you know, the the blade headlamp, which is amazing. Uh, I don't know why we can't have something like that because it's, you know, it's always focused in the direction that it's pointing. Um, you know, a lot of car headlights, they can get maladjusted. And, you know, I know because I get blinded by them all the time. But um, in any case, it's got a built-in light bar at the top. And I didn't say anything about that. You know, pickup truck bros. 
uh, and off-road folks are always, uh, sometimes it's very expensive and very complicated and you got to drill holes in your roof and stuff like that to put a light bar up there. Um, uh, this one's built in, so they didn't say anything about that. They didn't say anything about the seats, which look to be, uh, just as good, if not better uh, than the top level trim, uh, model three seats and model S seats. Um, very plush. And then, <clears throat> Then uh, the extra storage, they I, again, I think they just rushed this thing out and uh, didn't uh, didn't really have everything finished. But if they didn't, you know, if they didn't roll it out on the day they said they were going to roll it out, um, I think uh, all the you know Tesla folks and everybody else would have lost their mind. So, but uh, in any case, so yeah, the extra storage, like the front, probably wasn't trimmed out. The compartment that's underneath the bed is also another feature that they didn't really talk about. Um, <clears throat> you know, they talked about cost of ownership compared to conventional pickup and, you know, with your payment and your insurance and your, um, you know, your recharging refueling costs, um, you know, it tags in a couple hundred bucks lower, uh, at least by their figures, you know, you're welcome to do your own figures. Let me know what you think. Um, another thing that they didn't, you know, really talk about, uh, this is a this is a quarter for total quarter for uh, event, right? They've got to have these things periodically to keep the conversation going, to keep brand awareness going, um, and, and to really just keep people saying their name and figuring out what's going on. So, uh, genius Q4 event because now through the end of the year and Christmas and everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be talking about this thing and already are. So. Uh, <clears throat> So uh, another thing, you know, they talked about the manufacturing costs being lower because I'm sure the guy has a stockpile of stainless steel. Uh, he plans to put it on his rockets. So he's obviously got to have some cheap source of uh, of this stainless steel that they're using. <clears throat> so that's going to bring costs down there. Of course, you know, the Gigafactory type of setup to where they can mass produce these Um you know, switching from a body on frame design and traditional pickup trucks to a unibody design like cars are built, but making it stronger so that it's, you know, more built for a truck, built to be a little tougher. Um, Fantastic idea, cuts down on weight, cuts down on production costs, cuts down on production time. um, And you don't have a lot of waste in terms of like, you know, the body of the vehicle just being for show, right? Um, they did talk about that a little bit. Uh, another guy, I saw a video of a guy doing fuel cost analysis for if you're going to buy a Model S or a Model 3. And um, and basically, like, he was tapping out, I think, 1,300, 1,500 miles, something like that, a month. And, you know, the fuel costs were in the hundreds of dollars. And the electricity costs, um, you know, granted he was granted he was a, a bit conservative in his in his estimates, but, um, but the you know, where he was in California, which has got to be pretty expensive. California is expensive, but he, you know, he was showing 1500 miles in a month, um, your cost for recharging, refueling, and this is not including any free supercharging stations or any access to anything else you might get. Um, the costs were under $50. I mean, if you could drive your vehicle, uh, 1500 miles in a month, which is easy to do for somebody like me, um, and you're, you know, I'm putting $50 in at least a week into my, you know, six cylinder, uh, SUV from the nineties, <laughs> this little Chevy blazer. And, um, and yeah, it's staggering. It can be staggering. I'm like, man, this is why I don't understand fuel. Why fuel so much money? <laughs> but, um, but in any case, so yeah, you know, you're talking about, a uh, a, a, 
at least 30, 60, sometimes 80% reduction in your fuel costs uh, by using, uh, you know, just plugging it in at home, uh, your own electric bill. Now, some people, your electricity is included in your rent or your electricity is included, you know, in some way or uh, has subsidies or you have solar. That's another, you know, that's going to bring the cost down even more. Um, but thinking about the fact that you could drive this thing, you know, on 50 bucks a month, you know, plus insurance, plus, you know, whatever money you sock away for tires and brakes. Um, that's, you know, the majority of what you're going to have to do to this truck in maintenance over however many years you own it is, um, you know, tires and brakes. That's going to be your biggest maintenance point. Um, I'm sure Tesla does some other things to like grease it up or, you know, whatever, check the motors or wires or whatever maintenance checks. But uh, I can't imagine them being as expensive as, you know, rebuilding the top end on a motor or, uh, you know, you got to drop the transmission or something like that um, being a lot of money. So um, so that brings me to my next point, um, <clears throat> the battery tech. Okay, so we're in quarter four uh, here in in the towards the end of quarter one. Tesla is uh, is gearing up for a very large energy um the summit, you know, energy uh, update, I guess, if you will, energy update, um, where there uh, there has been rumors and a lot of talk and a very, not very veiled or secretive talk about the possibility of them um, with their, you know, acquisition of various other battery startup companies, you know, electricity, uh, energy startup companies, um, that there could be... <laughs> in the in the coming two years keep in mind you've got two years before this thing's even starting to be produced right two years before the first one's even going to start to be put together so you have a very that you know in terms of how fast that um that uh spacex and elon uh tesla you know all these things are moving you know in 10 years they top aerospace and auto industries uh in the electric segment a segment that you know a totally under un, uh, underserved and un, basically completely almost unserved um, market of electric vehicles, but in any case, two they've got two years before this is even starting to be produced, and um, you know, beginning of next year, in only just a few months, they're supposed to be uh, announcing some new uh, updates in their battery tech, and one of those may include, like I'm saying, they've alluded to this, is a uh, battery that's good for less than 10% degradation over a million miles. Just think about that for a second. When's the last time you drove a million miles on a vehicle? I'll wait. You can tell me. That's right. Right? Am I wrong? Like, uh, I've owned a, I've owned the uh, 2006 Volkswagen uh, Jetta Studios, <clears throat> Turbo Diesel Studios. I've owned that car since 2012. That's seven years, and I'm almost almost and i've driven the doors off of this thing i am almost to a hundred thousand miles right now some people you might be road warriors you might take a lot of trips you might have long commutes um you know it's still gonna take you four to five years to put a hundred thousand miles on a car you know and that's one-tenth of the amount of miles um, that this, you know, battery that they're alluding to being able to create, um, you know, 
would be able to perform. So, I mean, imagine you bought a pickup truck for $40,000 that's very competitive in the segment that it's in um, and also looks like the future, you know, like looks like it rolled off of a sci-fi movie set. Uh, looks like it should be a two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar, you know, something produced by like Lamborghini or or something like that, um, just from the angular aspect of it. But either way, um, you know, imagine you had to put brakes and tires on a vehicle for a million miles. Imagine that was like the biggest maintenance you had to do to a vehicle for a million one million miles i mean there are there are over the road truckers who haven't even gone a million miles and they do this they just drive cross country all day every day you know what i mean like it takes a very long time to reach a million miles and it you know when you think about that uh you know you buy a pickup truck a pickup truck uh, a f- you know they're pitting it the biggest pit has been against the ford f-150 but um you know if you bought a forty thousand dollar ford f-150 today right? You're not even going to get 500,000 miles out of of that before it's already too expensive to repair and keep operating. I mean, even if you did all your regularly scheduled maintenance, everything down to a T, the mechanic named the thing and you wouldn't even get to 500,000 miles with a $40,000 Ford. I mean, it's not impossible but the vast, 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 vast majority of those pickup trucks are not even going to see 150,000 miles. You know, I would say probably more than half are going to be dead before 150 to 200,000 miles. You'll have the rare exceptions, maybe a handful that are going to two to 300,000 miles. And then, you know, your fleet trucks that might make 400,000 miles uh, before they're just, you know, they're worth like five bucks because they're just saddled out i mean road hard put to bed wet uh you know wheels falling doors falling off the thing rusted out um you know that's another thing to consider this thing is stainless steel so you're not having to worry about body uh rust or corrosion unless you know you're you're basically dumping chlorine on the thing all day uh you're in a pool company you might have a little some issues but even then you know stainless steel is pretty tough um but yeah, so I mean, let's say next quarter they announce in, you know, a year and a half to two years, we're going to have a million mile battery, a battery that will lose less than 10% of its capacity over a million miles and however many recharges that is and whatever else. Um, that could very well happen in the three year time span between when all the models of this are going to be available and now and unveil so i mean there are lots of tweaks and new things that could be added to this um as you go along that we you know we just can't even know about at this point so there you know there is a lot of uh, only potential upside uh there there is only potential upside from here right you know the only detractor from that is you just don't like the way it looks you're like cars should have curves not hard angles and you know you might be right um in your you know to people who think like you but there's really no limit on size shape um angles or curves of a vehicle okay you got certain things that has got to be have you know per federal guidelines to be street legal um they're gonna have to put some mirrors on that until that policy changes 
Um, but, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in a self-driving, fully electric future that, that, you know, you could have vehicles that don't even have windows. They're just screens that you can see, you know, cameras and screens that you can see to the outside. Um, how safe would that be? How many windows are you going to crack then? None. Because, um, because, you know, you don't even, you know, I don't know. I'm just speculating here, but let me know, uh, comment, uh, subscribe, review, blah, blah, blah. Send me an email, angiopodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the Cybertruck. Um, very hot, uh, very hot issue right now. I, I just wanted to say a few things about it. I know I've kind of droned on here a little bit, but um, I just want to say a few things about it because pretty much everything that I'm, that, uh, you know, if you, mainstream media, your MSNBCs and your business insiders and your Fox News and your blah, 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 they're all focusing on, oh, the window's broke and this thing looks weird. And, uh, you know, here's a poll that we put online where a bunch of people said they loved it, a bunch of people said they hated it. Um, and, you know, yada, yada. So um, that's all you're getting from mainstream media. But then online on YouTube and things like that, basically the people that are hyped up about this are Tesla people and uh and just nerds in general and both of those segments are usually car people right not a lot of pickup truck folks um there are a lot there's a lot of youtube uh you know tesla modders and and people who have made pickup trucks and whatever people who hack uh teslas and stuff i still have yet to hear their uh kind of opinion on this or or whatever but you know the most that anybody's talking about is the specs right and coming from nerds who don't know anything about pickup trucks or rarely if ever driven a pickup truck um or worked hard <laughs> with a pickup truck or used a pickup truck for um you know heavy applications um you know all they're saying is the specs oh it's this size and this level ford f-150 versus the cyber truck and this level ford f-150 and you're getting this range and this amount i mean you're they're basically just on specs whatsoever and have nothing to do with you know uh, you know they say oh it looks polarizing but they don't talk about the fact that this thing looks like a delorean hummer el camino i mean am i wrong here go look at it again go look at it up right now and look at the pictures of it, look at the video of it, and tell me that this thing isn't the most unique vehicle under $100,000 that you've ever seen. I mean, I just, I don't know, I can't get over it. Let me know what you think. Please email uh, Richardography on uh, Twitter, Richardometry on Instagram. Uh, just a quick thing here, I know I've been about 30 minutes now, but... Um, but thanks so, so much, you guys. And no matter what happens, um, you know, if I if I never get to another podcast and start putting my efforts into something else, or if I circle back and start uh, bullshitting some more to you guys uh, on this, uh, just you know, keep an eye out, keep those notifications on, and uh, and yeah, I mean, if you're really that interested, I I don't even know if you've made it this far. If you made it thirty minutes into this, I would hope that you would be interested enough to say what's up and just give me some feedback because I'm floating in the breeze here still. I literally have had like one email uh, from my wife that was a reference to something that I had said on one of the podcasts um, that I didn't look up beforehand. So that was pretty much all the feedback I've gotten so far on this deal. So um, I don't know why I keep publicizing that nobody wants to talk to me. I don't know if that's that's probably not helping your chances of uh, wanting to reach out, but uh, I am a real human being. A lot of people you listen to this know me, so say what's up. Um, yeah, 
So until next time, thank you so much. I'm Rich, a.k.a. Borlord. Um, and, um, yeah, love you. Thanks, Jeans.